religious liberties the most precious thing that you can possess. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Real Life Talk Podcast. Well, hi, this is Pastor Jack Hibbs, and I'm part, uh, honored to be part of the President's uh, Faith Initiative Team and Evangelicals for Trump. And you might be asking, uh, what is that? What in the world are you talking about, Evangelicals for Trump? How can that possibly be? Well, first of all, there's a lot of other videos that I'd love for you to view that we've posted answering those questions. But the one that I want to talk about today that I hope will help you if you're a pastor on how to address your flock, if you're a Christian on how do you think among your friends and uh, non-believers as well. But it's regarding the topic of religious freedoms. Now, this is something I personally believe because I'm a history freak that we in America have taken for granted. Sadly, little do people know that our nation was literally founded upon a Judeo-Christian worldview uh, belief. And that's not my opinion. It's an absolute fact. Now, uh, in, a, in a previous administration, you heard the opposite. You, you literally heard the opposite, that America was not founded as a Christian nation. And most of the people who don't think just went right along with that. But for those who have a little bit of history under their belt, immediately what must have popped up into their mind, like it did in my mind, was the Mayflower Compact. The Mayflower Compact was the governing document that our Pilgrim Fathers said, we are not stepping off this boat until we have a governing document. And listen, this is what's so cool. It was the idea of William Bradford, a Christian. You can read about it. But he also incorporated the other non-believers that were on the boat in on the deal. They all signed it. You can look at their names and you can read it. You can Google it. You can read it right now. But be careful. Hey, watch out. Be careful. There, <laughs> I've discovered there's versions of the Mayflower Compact out there, out there that have exercised God right out of it. So what you could do, you could fly to Washington, D.C. and take a look at it, the real one. Or you can read the original. Here's the deal. Our Pilgrim Fathers came declaring, they said, to create a nation founded upon the gospel of Jesus Christ and the propagation of the gospel. So having said that, we currently have a president who has circled himself with Bible-believing Christians. Several of them I know personally. He has taken the Johnson Amendment of 1954, created by then-Senator Lyndon Johnson, who, who later became president. Lyndon Johnson was up against his opponent in a fierce campaign. But the people of Texas saw the hypocrisy of Lyndon Johnson. And the pastors began to speak out against his hypocrisy and against his bad views that wouldn't be good for Texas or for the nation. And that infuriated Johnson. And so in the 11th hour, so to speak, Johnson got the Johnson Amendment passed, which said, pastors, if speaking from the pulpit or in their pastoral position about politics or politicians in any way sway an opinion that that would be against the law. So stop right there. 
Can the LBGTQ community speak and say what they want to say? Yep. Can atheists speak and say what they want to say? Yep. It's a free country. It's awesome, isn't it? Can uh, anyone else say and speak what they want to say and speak? Yep. First Amendment. Very cool. Lyndon Johnson passed a law and said, all true. First Amendment applies to everybody except pastors. Doesn't that tip to you a little bit of an issue? So here comes Donald Trump. He campaigns and says, if I'm elected president, I'm not going to enforce the Johnson Amendment. So you might think, oh, he's just trying to get the evangelical vote. And so that's why he's saying that. Hey, guess what? He's been the president now for almost four years. And he has, by executive declaration, paused the Johnson Amendment. He has, I can tell you firsthand personally, in a room with the president, not with thousands, not with hundreds, not with tens, that the president said, tell them the word, preach it, go for it. Say what you need to say, go for it. That's religious freedom. And I want to encourage you, pastor, listen, Christian, listen. This coming election in 2020, you need to be a good steward of your vote. You would be, I believe, you would be a fool if you buried your vote. You know how you bury your vote? You bury your vote in this logic. Hmm, I don't think Trump's worthy enough for my vote. And I certainly can't vote for the crazy guy running over here. Don't agree with that. So I'm just not going to vote. I'm going to bury my vote. Just like in the parable of the master giving talents to his servants and saying, I'm going to go away. I'm going to come back someday, but I'm going to give each of you a certain amount of talents and I want you to invest them. And so the guy that had five invested the five, got 10 back. The guy that had the two invested the two, he got four. And the guy that had the one buried it in the ground, took the opportunity, killed it, covered it up, played it safe, didn't get involved. And the Bible says, Jesus said the master returned and found that guy that buried the opportunity to make change, to make difference, to be a bad and wicked servant. Listen, it's not an issue of morality. It is not an issue of economics. It's not an issue of anything else on this topic that we're speaking about. It's an issue about you being a good steward over the opportunity that you have in front of you. To not vote is to give a vote to the opposing side. And God help us if the opposing side wins because your religious freedom will be one of the first things that will be removed from this America. And I don't think you want that to happen. So pastor, I'm encouraging you to host at your church. You can do it every day of the week up until or close to the election and that is voter registration. Did you know it's legal? You can do it. In all 50 states, it's legal. And then secondly, I'd love for you to preach a biblically-based worldview sermon on engagement, on being salt and light in a dark culture regarding the 2020 election. And then I want you to pray. I want you to pray that God would send awakening to America. And you might ask, what does that look like? What will that look like if it happens? Very simply, mind you, it's the same throughout all human history, revival. It's the same. 
Revival happens only among God's people, not the lost. It happens among God's people. And when that happens, you'll know it. Because to experience revival is when God's people do the right thing. That's what it means. They are revived back to life. That life is in obedience to God. They do the right thing. Look, I'm pleading with you to do the right thing. Speak out. Is it going to be controversial? Of course. Every bit of truth is controversial. Dear pastor, if you're not in trouble for speaking truth, I don't even want to go there. You've got to speak truth. You have to answer to one boss, one king, one lord. It may not be popular, but it'll be true. Equip your people, encourage them to vote. A biblical worldview value, a pro-life value, pro-borders value. All these things fall under the policies of our current president, President Donald Trump. And for that, I am thankful to God. 